Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for checking out this tap Q&A. We are talking with Keith Gibson from 68 Whiskey once again. And what we're talking about today is a very popular question that a lot of you guys wrote in um, to both 68 Whiskey and to the Airgun Podcast. And that is how to set up your ballistics app. So there's a lot of details that go into this, and we give you about 80% of what you need on getting started to set up your app for your air gun. Um, And some really good tips, of course, as always in these episodes, on what you need to consider when you're doing this kind of thing. And uh, if you don't have a ballistics app, you need to get one if you're looking at shooting longer range. Uh, And I'm talking anything past 50 yards, because that's when these... um, certain variables in shooting like wind distance bc all that stuff really starts to kick in uh, no matter what projectile you're shooting and uh, if you stick around to the end one we talk about angled shooting so if you're shooting up or down uh, but what keith also kindly gives you guys in this episode is some tested numbers from him specifically so these are tried and true numbers of ballistic coefficients of certain projectiles that are very common and very popular uh, in certain uh, calibers as well. So stick around for some free info at the end. And remember, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so. And if you haven't subscribed to 68 Whiskey on YouTube, make sure you're doing that as well. And you can even go back on the Airgun Podcast and find the original episode with Keith Gibson and Norm Shanley, uh, where I talk with those guys. And those are the 68 Whiskey guys if you're new to the channel. Um, and I talk with them on how they got started into all this and their background and experience in shooting and how they got into air guns. So that's a really great episode with tons of really good information. So I encourage you guys to go check that one out as well. But uh, without further ado, we're going to jump into this Q&A on how to set up your ballistics app and why you're going to need one if you want to maximize your shooting potential. Hey guys, before we get started with the meat and potatoes of this episode, I just want to give a quick thank you to all of the monthly supporters of the Airgun Podcast. Um, I'm not going to out you publicly yet, but I just want to say thank you. I know who you are. Uh, I get the emails that come in that say you are donating your money to the Airgun Podcast to help it push along. Um, So just want to take this time to recognize you guys and say thank you. And also say thank you to Tacticam for being a partner of the Airgun Podcast. We appreciate it and uh, helps us continue to get great content out to you guys. So if you're a supporter or you're a sponsor, thank you so much. We love you and we couldn't do this without you. You know who you are. Um, Well, uh, you you know as well as me because people have been sending in these questions. But today what we're going to cover, as far as my understanding, is... Um, setting up your ballistics app and what we're going to kind of add on top of that um, just quickly uh, because it doesn't require too much is shooting at an angle. So whether you're shooting upwards at like a silo or, you know, an elevated position or you're shooting down a hill or something at like a chupacabra or a rabbit or something like that. (laughs) Um, So uh, yeah, you've got some uh, some good experience in obviously setting up your ballistics app, and I think that's one of the next level steps, if you will, to becoming um, really proficient in air gunning and like basically taking it up a notch is having a ballistics app set up so you know exactly what everything's doing. Yeah, so I mean, for me, the ballistics app is, uh, I think I, I work backwards. Um, I think most people 
want the data to input to tell them where it's going to hit when they go out to the range. Mm -hmm. Um, What I use it for is I take it to the range. I shoot every 10 yards um, or, you know, especially for like a new caliber or something. If I'm familiar with the caliber, maybe I won't shoot every 10 yards. Maybe I'll shoot every 50 and then I have enough reference points later. But what Mm -hmm. I do is I get real world data and I record all the conditions Um, you know, temperature, humidity, barometric pressure, all that stuff. Um, I put that into the app and I take a guess at the BC, see what it spits out. And then um, hopefully it's close and I can tweak it from there to match my real world dope. Now, then you're like, okay, so why bother setting it up if you have the real world dope? Well, Mm -hmm. the answer is so that when conditions change, the app is very, very good at taking that into account. So, you know, like every 20 degrees or so, you're going to actually notice that there's a difference from the dope you got on a 60 degree day, you know, an 80 degree day, somehow magically you're hitting higher. And Mm -hmm. on a 40 degree day, magically you're hitting lower or, you know, high humidity, you're hitting higher. And you may not even notice the conditions have changed, but they have, and the app is really good at taking care of those changes for you as long as you've programmed it correctly with the right data it's the same thing like computer programming you know Mm -hmm. trash in trash out right same thing um and none of well i won't say none of these um i've used chair gun before um Mm -hmm. it was a little simplistic for what i wanted um and i got hooked on an app called shooter um when I was shooting long range, uh, rifles, like firearms. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've used shooter through my air gunning as well. Um, every time somebody asks this question, I'm like, Oh, I wish I used stray lock. Cause I know so many people do. Um, and that's what they want to know. Um, same idea though, you know, same info's going in, same outputs are coming out. It's just, you might put them in, in a different spot. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you can apply this to whatever you're using. Um, I just, really like the features of shooter and have been using it for a long time. Right. Um, and you know, like you can scour the internet for BCs to try. Um, and I have a list of them that I'll give you some of my, you know, hard one data on, um, mm-hmm. if we want to do that at the end or something or, Oh yeah. For sure. But, um, yeah, basically you, you know, you, you got to input everything. So, you know, it's going to say rifle profile, you know, you put in the name of the rifle, uh, you know, you put in what ammo you're using. Now, in the firearms world, a lot of that ammo is preloaded. So they have preloaded BCs. All the weights and bullet diameters and bullet lengths are there because, you know, Hornady only makes one, one kind of, you know, 178 grain AMAX bullet. Right. Um, not the case for, for pellets, right? So mm-hmm. um, you're going to have to put those things in yourself. So I'll actually take you know, calipers or even a measuring tape is good enough, man. When it's asking you like, well, how long is your projectile measure it and then put Mm -hmm. it in there. It's, it's super simple stuff. It's just kind of tedious. Um, all the inputs though, if they're accurate, set you up for success, you know, down the road. So the bullet weight's really important because that's gonna, you know, affect gravity obviously, or gravity is going to affect it differently or whatever. I don't know. No, it doesn't. What is it? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Yeah. The, it, yeah. Its yeah. characteristics will have a different um, outcome based on gravity's um, set 
man, we're not scientists for sure, but no, because gravity is constant. Loud, I was like, but if a feather didn't have wind resistance, it would drop at the same rate as a 10 pound ball. So, right. Yeah. But, so gra- gravity for, is constant, science, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> screw science. Dude, who needs science, that crap? It needs this inputs. It needs to know how heavy it is. It needs to know how fast it's going. It needs to know how long it is because that's going to factor into other things like stability factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and stability factor is going to be important if you're telling it that you want it to calculate for spin drift for you, for example. Um, and I know like a lot of people always like laugh, you know, when you say something about spin drift, they're like, really? You can see that difference? It's like, well, mm-hmm. even if you're not good enough to see the difference in spin drift, if let's say, you know, you're shooting a projectile that at 150 yards is going to drift three quarters of an inch because of spin, you know, mm-hmm. don't you want to give yourself the best chance? I mean, you're not doing any right. extra work. Let it factor that in for you. Cause if you have the slightest tickle of a breeze coming from the right and you're shooting a right hand twist barrel, like almost all of them are, they may just cancel each other out. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's stuff, little stuff like that, that, you know, will seem tedious as you're setting up your rifle profile, but it's really important that you just take the time to put it in. Um, right. And now, I mean, I can set up a, a ballistics app. If I have like five reference points of real dope, I can set up a new round in like two, three minutes usually and get it to track. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main soup and potatoes here, the, the biggest part of it is the BC. And the BC is different. With every projectile out of every different gun and barrel length and speed, it's a constantly changing and evolving thing as you hop from platform to platform. So if the manufacturer tells you, you know, hey, the BC of this projectile is 0.09, well, it might be out of their gun, but you might find something different out of your gun. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to tweak that. And that's why for it to be valuable, we really need to know what the real world dope is. So worst case scenario, if you're like, I don't want to do all that shooting at 10 yards, fine. So zero it at 35 or 50, whatever your preference is, or further if you want, and then at least log multiple points. So for me, at a minimum, I'm going to get real-world dope at 100, 150, 200, 225, 250, because it really starts to get complicated towards the end. Oh, yeah. Um, And with those points, I can usually work out a usable solution for the entire range of that to make it you know, track true. And the, the mm-hmm. reason why we can manipulate the data to work is because we can enter multiple BCs for the same projectile and give them different minimum velocities. So for people who have no idea what I'm talking about right now, I'm going to break it down quick. So for instance, in my favorite rifle, I have a, a custom Utah Air Impact that I call Godzilla. It's a 30 caliber and I'm shooting 50 grain varmint knocker slugs at it. Mm-hmm. At the muzzle, I have a BC of 0.096. Now, if I was to just say that's my BC and I'm going to shoot it as far as I want, let's say I take a shot at, you know, 200 yards, it's actually going to hit a lot lower than the app tells me to uh, dial because it doesn't, the, the app can't understand that the bullet has different uh, parameters to it than, than like 
a boat tail hollow point, you know, like something like right. it's set up for. So mm-hmm. we have to say, okay, so in my 30 cal, and this is just by manipulating BCs and speeds after the fact that I get it to line up with the real world data so that when conditions change on me, I still have good dope. So mm-hmm. for the Godzilla round, it's 0.096 is my BC with a minimum velocity of 750 feet per second. And then in the next line where it's asking for multiple BCs, I'll say, okay, 0.068 with a minimum velocity of 650 feet per second. So what I'm telling the computer is that at the muzzle, I'm 0.096. And the muzzle for me is 917 feet per second. So Mm -hmm. from 917 all the way down to 750, that 0.096 BC works really well for me. And then after that, I need to accelerate the way that the projectile falls out of the sky because at 0.096 it's going to be hitting you know if it was truly 0.096 it would still be hitting higher than i actually am so i have Mm -hmm. to say okay we're gonna make the bc worse where you know the lower the bc the worse it is at piercing through the air and through the wind so i'm gonna say okay so from 750 down to 650 it's 0.068 so we've lost like a third of our bc you know, mm-hmm. after not that far. Um, and that gets that mid-range trajectory starting to drop and fall in line with my real-world dope. And then you always need, if you're going to add more than one BC, you always need one that has a minimum feet per second of zero. It's just the way that the program works. And for me, mm-hmm. it's 0.048. So with those three BCs and their minimum velocities stated next to them, The computer now knows, okay, this is something different. This is a custom load. This isn't just straight out of the Nosler handbook. It Mm -hmm. wants us to manipulate the data like this, and it spits out really nice dope that is good for me, whether it's a literal single-digit freezing day or 80 degrees. Because a computer can handle those condition changes. It just can't handle, you know, doing all that legwork for you. Yeah, so... so you are going to have to go out and get data yourself to input into this. It's not just going to be like, you know, plug and play kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I mean, you can still plug and then play a little, like if, if you're worried that you're not even going to see your impact, you know, (laughs) like you're not even going to be on paper, like fine, go ahead and set it up. And, you know, when you see the difference between real life and what you hoped would work, it'll give you reference points of where you need to tweak it. Right. Well, and then just so people are kind of understanding, this is a, this is a quick run through of the basic way to set this up a more in-depth analysis, if you will, uh, or walkthrough of what all these terms mean. I mean, this could be literally like a, a multiple part series. Yeah. This could be um, like seven episodes easy of just, yeah. And what, yeah. Yeah, one of the things I was just thinking for you guys, because you have, well, one, you've got the knowledge and um, people would would visit your channel, is if you downloaded, you know, let's say Straylock Pro or whatever, and then you walked through, like, with a video of the screen of, like, what you're doing and showing exactly how this is set up. Because some people are, they're more visual, so they're going to be like, oh, okay, so now when I see this screen with this and I zoom in or i click this or i change the reticle here or like whatever because there's because now you're also talking about your reticle like what's your reticle in 
and all this different information. So um, there's lots and lots to really dive into here. So this is just a quick rundown and the things you'll have to consider when going about setting up your app. But that doesn't mean that you, you wouldn't be able to do it with just the information that we just covered. Like you could, Right. You could start. That's that's a very good place to start. And if you, you know, it'll get you, I would say it'll get you 80% of the way there to completely maximizing your, your air gunning um, capabilities, if you will. Yeah. And the, you know, the rest if, of it's fine details. Yeah. And if you guys want to take a stab at your ballistics program with the data that, you know, I can, I'll share with you, just stick out till the end. And I'll give you the really boring list of numbers that you can plug in. Um, I have 25 cal written down, 30 cal. Uh, I have some 22, 257. Um, so we'll hit those numbers at the end so that if, if you really just want, you know, a leg up, uh, you can you have somewhere to start. Yeah, and I'm sure we can uh, repost those as well on like an Instagram or Facebook post or something. So yeah, people absolutely. can copy that data down. But um, yeah, so then, you know, aside from all the terminology, basically we're just, you're going to have to find some data on where your pellet is hitting or your projectile, if you're shooting slugs, where it's hitting at different distances. And then the more data you can input, the more precise the, um, the ballistics app is going to be with its calculations of what, right. where you need to shoot for whatever situation you're, if you're dialing for wind and a shot at 150 with a 22 caliber JSB Hades, which yeah, is a bold strategy. That's a bold strategy. And that's the one place that all uh, ballistics apps have failed me. They are really good at the up and down wind calls. I've had, I have like one or two rounds that it calls correctly and all the other ones it's junk. Like it's, you know, 50% off. Um, mm-hmm. So I always advocate like, you know, use the app to get an idea of your drops. And if you really need a suggestion on wind, cool. Um, but I still kind of just play those by ear and feel, um, which, you know, takes a lot of lead down range. So um, there are ways to like use their wind calls in real world. Like I know one in particular um, for my 30 cal pellets. I'm like, okay, well, the wind's only actually three quarters of what the app always tells me, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, you can use it like that. Um, But I would never like change parameters to try and get the wind call. Right. Cause what I really need is the up and down, you know? Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's the wind is such a constantly changing variable. Like temperature is going to be steady over the course of, you know, hours or minutes at least. But yeah. wind can literally shift at any second. So and I feel always like that's, does. <laughs> yeah, and that, so that's just one of those variables that you you have to learn. There's no there's no good way around it. So I, I would agree with you there. Just get better at reading wind and and knowing what your yeah what your holdover should be for best, that. But that's always the best thing to hear. Um, just get better at it, bro. But yeah, wind is one of those things. Like you just got to do it. You know, it's just one of those things you got to practice and practice. Um, but I think ballistic apps have, you know, a huge place in uh, in your shooting. It's just more for up and down. Like there's no like and sometimes it's like, you know, I had one day we were working at the distillery and uh, Norm was there as he often is. 
And he comes in from being out in my parking lot. And he's like, dude, there's a woodchuck up on, under your mom's house at the, on the hill, which is like this pretty big uh, you know, expanse across the, a, a pond and um, this big side hill. Long story short, there's a woodchuck at 355 yards. And I freaking cranked him, dude. Headshot, done, dead. Like, <laughs> and I had, I had dope out to 315, um, like actual dope. Um, but I had never shot the gun that far. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have all those multiple PC or BCs um, that I just have a lot of confidence in that they're going to get that up down right. And I was I was right. lucky. It was one of the you know, it was one of those like, you know, stagnant summer days where you can barely breathe. Right, <laughs> it, was, right. it was that kind of wind reading day where it's like, uh, just hold a little left for spin. Send it. You know, it was, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the kind of precision they can get you. So, I mean, for, you know zero to 150 oh man you could be you know hitting within a quarter inch of where you want like all day long if you put the right info in right worth pursuing yeah and that's the goal too i mean people who really want to be serious about um well one just their marksmanship but two um taking their air gunning capabilities to the next level like you got to have the right tools like if you watch a matt dever video the dude's got a kestrel and he's like reading the wind and it's you know plugging direct data into his app and then he's using the app. So it's like, you know, you, you have to remember that a lot of the guys like you guys at 68 whiskey and, you know, Matt and Ted and air hunters, like they're using ballistics apps for their information. So even though we're just seeing like, they'll say on their video, okay, I'm going to hold this for wind and dial this. And then they smoke a pigeon at a thousand freaking miles away. You guys are, taking the time one beforehand, you know, putting in the practice shooting and reading that kind of stuff and getting the data you need, but two, you're using tools to help you. And not always, not every single shot requires that, but yeah, you know, the ones I, that do. I always use, um, unless the temperatures changed big time. I, I use the app whenever I'm past my turret stickers or turret tape. So like, mm. you know, I only like one revolution, like Norm has stickers, <laughs> he'll do three revolutions of stickers and it just confuses my eyes um <laughs> so i'll go around one time so maybe like i think on my 30 uh that gets me out to like a buck 40 um because mm-hmm. and those closer shots i'm like even if it's 10 degrees difference it's it's close enough it's not gonna matter you know um, right so like out to 140 i dial think about the wind send it um but past that the other reason why i don't you know, do the multiple layers because I like being forced into the app um, past that just because then it, you know, past that we're starting to get to the point where like, Hey, it's 80% humidity today. And when you cite it in and got your dope, it was 50%. That's going to matter, buddy. You know, on a pigeon that matters big time. So, um, you know, at those distances, like 150 and out, I really do rely on it to make decisions for me when it comes to, you know, how much, how much to dial. There's no way yeah. I can make the shots I make without it, honestly. And that that's a good point to bring up as well, just as far as the ethical side of of hunting and, and pest controlling is like you you need to be precise. So it's like you yeah. every advantage you can have in not wounding the animal or maiming it and just taking it out immediately, you you should do that just because you have that obligation. So Yeah. And um, I mean luckily you know, with, with the quarry that we pursue more, most often, you know, starlings and pigeons, it's like their, their whole body is basically one cavity. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get into that 
you're good. Um, but right. If, but if you're wrong on, you know, and that's the left right of it, you know, like you'd have mm-hmm. to like so perfectly graze one to not make a killing shot, but have the height right. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas with the up down, you know, if you're off, let's say on a on a starling um, at a hundred yards, say your your dope call is two moa wrong and you hit two moa low, you know, there's a chance to just take the foot off, and that that sucks. You know, you don't want that. So right, um, the, yeah, the up down is the up down is the science. And the wind is the the art and a little more forgiving in terms of, at least in my opinion, a little more forgiving in terms of uh, terminal performance on the pest. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So, and like you said, you, that the wind is just something you've got to, you've got to learn that. Yeah. You don't always call it right. You know, you guys have yeah. showed that on your videos. So yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we're wrong a lot. Uh, but yeah, you know, I don't mind being wrong on wind um, as long as it's a little wrong. You know, um, right. like on woodchucks, it, it, the game kind of changes, right? Because they're they're mm-hmm. a horizontal creature. So it's like unless one's standing up, you know, the wind call on them is going to be a lot more important. But, it, you know, now you're looking at a woodchuck where, you know, from the beginning of his brain until all the way back to his liver as a kill zone, it's a much bigger margin for error. So ethics is a whole nother seven episode conversation. But um, yeah, but yeah, I think the ballistics apps can really help us you know, get the, get where we want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm sure we can uh, come back to this uh, topic again with maybe some more questions that people will have as they try this out and kind of absolutely use the information that they uh, learned in this episode. And then we can address it there. Um, but just real quick before we um, close it out and we get to the data points that you can just share, like, really briefly so people can just like yeah have something to go for um when it comes to shooting at angles upwards or downwards super what, easy. what's your your tip on that shoot low bro um that's basically what's happening is you're gonna range a bird up in a tree you're ranging that entire horizontal distance think of it like a right triangle where the hypotenuse is long you know and the sides aren't um, mm-hmm. so that long angle is going to give you a range of, let's say a hundred, but you range down at the base of the silo. It's really only 94. Um, mm-hmm. that is the range that you need to use. So you can do it one of two ways. Like if I can see the bottom of the silo or the bottom of the tree, I just range to that and shoot. And sometimes it'll still hit just a touch high, um, because of an mm-hmm. updraft or something like that. But, um, that's pretty much spot on. If I can't see the bottom of the silo, I will, you know, let's say, you know, at a hundred yards anyway, if I can't see the bottom of the silo, I'll range the bird on top and then I will dial to that range, even though I know it's way high and I'll just aim at the bottom of the breast and squeeze it off. Um, mm-hmm. Like for my uh, impact in 30, uh, I looked it up before we got on so I could give an example. Um, I would be at 7.3 MOA at a 20 degree angle at a hundred yards. Um, if that's what the range finder read, you know, um, but mm-hmm. nine MOA if it was flat. Um, so it's, you're looking at about, you're looking at about two and 2.7 inches difference. Um, so if you're aiming down at the bottom of the breast, you're, you're looking at a, you know, crop shot, neck shot, head shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and gravity works the same, whether it's above or below you, cause it's everywhere. 
So mm-hmm. same thing happens if you're shooting down. Just aim lower because again, the the flat distance or the the, the perpendicular distance is not the same as the angled distance, which is always going to be greater. So it just gives you a false sense of distance. Right. That's good. That's a good quick tip. But it also sounds like you were mentioning um, that you may or may not need a rangefinder so you can be accurate with what you're shooting. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I, I gotta have it. I mean, if I'm not, if something's more than, you know, 55, 60 yards, it's, it's getting ranged. I, and out of habit, I almost, I range them even like I'll range and they're like 30 yards. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. But like, I want to know. Um, right. But yeah. So that being said, 50, for sure. Yeah. So, so for the listeners, if, if you, again, what this should be demonstrating to you in this episode is aside from how to set up your ballistics app and things to consider is you need to be having certain tools to give you the, the edge when it comes to your shooting and your precision. Cause if you're just like, I'm just going to set this thing up. I'm going to dial in for 50 and then I'm just going to guess based on my, my parallax clarity yeah. <laughs> where this uh, critter's at, you're going to have a really hard time. So um, ballistics app and then a rangefinder are almost as necessary as the air gun itself. Yeah. And then of course, if you're going to be dialing, a level of optics that can accept you turning those turrets all the time too. You know, I mean, that's if, if you're going to hold over, you can do that with a cheaper scope. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you're going to be twisting those turrets and then expecting them to return to zero, there's a lot of scopes out there that can't handle that. Um, so you're going to need something of quality. Um, I won't even get into name brands, but you, you're going to need something on the upper end of okay, you know, to get away with that. Right. Um, and I think, I think we all have our, our brands that we like to go to. Yeah. Um, but what would you say is a general price point where you're going to be uh, looking at a, a scope that can handle that? I think your minimum price point is going to be, I don't know, man, they keep changing. Right. So now I have to, uh, plug element here just cause they have that, um, the helix that's 400 bucks. Um, mm-hmm. that thing is rock solid. Um, I've been shooting one for since they, since before they came out and twisted the hell out of them. Um, mm-hmm. So that's solid. Um, that's about bottom pricing, I would say. Um, I've used scopes that can do the turret twisting, like um, another, like a great entry level scope would be like a SWFA Super Sniper. Um, it can handle the turret abuse, but for that, you're giving up, you know a lot you know you end up with a fixed magnification and you know the focus is kind of crappy so mm-hmm. you know all around you're going to be happy with the scope i would say minimum 400 and if you can spend 800 you're really you're really going to be happy you know right yeah cool well um do you have time to uh, give us just a couple of those data points yeah. and numbers yeah, I'll, for I'll run them down and then i'll run to mama's for dinner because it's not every day she offers to buy pizza for us so <laughs> perfect uh, rattle them off and we'll go yeah so um pellets um the lights in 25 calories 25 grains for me 0.038 works really well and the mk2 heavies uh 0.063 works really well um 30 caliber my 44 grain pellets work out really nice at 0.042 uh 
my varmint knocker slugs out of my 30 caliber that are 50 grain. They start at the muzzle at 0.096. And the Nielsen 257s that I was shooting out of my Texan, um, I started at 0.24 with that. Um, and that seemed to work really well. Uh, the 22, all I had uh, still in my uh, data points was the hybrids because I usually just shoot pellets at really, really close stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. The 22 hybrids I have working perfectly at 0.10. Um, and that's that's all I wrote down. We can do a more expensive or a, a extensive uh, list. Uh, mm-hmm. If they want to see that like on your website or something, we can put that together. But um, that's a little bit of, you know, most of the common calibers and should give you a starting point. But basically rule of thumb, if you're shooting pellets, it's going to be somewhere in between like 0.35 to 0.43. Or sorry, this is very important. Point zero four five, <laughs> right, right? You know, like that's point zero four three. Rather, that's really important. Define define gravity. Yeah, yeah. Point four. You're like, <laughs> wow, this is amazing. Um, but, I can hold anywhere, and it still hits on. Yeah, target. yeah, but yeah, yeah. Pellets. I really, I think if you're just gonna throw a number and see if it sticks, point zero three nine. Start there, and then for slugs, they vary widely. But I would say you know, 0.8 or 0.08, 0.09, somewhere in there. Right on, dude. Well, sweet, man. Go get some pizza and eat it and think of me because I can't eat dairy or gluten. So that's off. Pizza's out. That's off. This is good pizza too, man. It's from an organic pizza joint. So good. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Sorry. I just had to rub it in a little, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right, man. Hey, we'll catch you next time, brother. All right, man. Talk to you later. Man, what a good episode. Uh, Great question. And uh, there's still a lot more that we can touch on, but that should give you guys a really good start on how to get going. So if you've not got uh, an app that you're putting in your ballistics information into, check that out. Um, There's a lot of free ones. Some of them cost money, but uh, again, a lot of good stuff. So you guys are probably going to have to replay this episode a few times and go back to hear certain parts about how to set up certain uh, aspects of your app. But uh, that's the the beauty of a podcast is you guys can just go back, listen to uh, whatever information you need to while you're actually setting up your app um, on your phone. So if you guys have more questions, write them into the Airgun Podcast, and we will have a qualified guest answer those questions. And the more you guys write in, the more content we can cover, the more questions we can answer for you guys. Thanks so much. And if you have not considered becoming a sponsor of the podcast, and you've got a spare 99 cents per month, um, then all you got to do is go to the link in my Instagram profile, click that, and you can become a supporter of the Airgun Podcast, and you can change millions of lives. Um, Maybe that last part's not exactly true, but it feels like it.